0: Welcome back to the Doggy Juice Pod, changing the way you think as a sports brother. This is episode number 81, Tuesday, March 31st, 2020, the final day of the worst March of all time. What was supposed to be the glory period and the best sports time of the year has turned into a global pandemic. How's everyone doing? This is the longest I've gone in between episodes of the Doggy Juice Pod since I started doing this over a year and a half ago, and I hope that all of my listeners out there are doing well and that you all are staying safe during this unprecedented time. Obviously, there's more important shit going on out there right now than the stuff that I talk about on this podcast, so as always, it is important for all of us to keep the proper perspective at a time like this, but I've thought about it for the past week or so and really wanted to release my next episode when I thought the time was right, and now is the time. I last came to you all three weeks ago celebrating the launch of legal sports betting here in Illinois, previewing the college basketball conference tournaments. It's my favorite betting week of the entire calendar year. But as we all know, things took a quick turn, especially after Rudy Gobert tested positive for coronavirus on that fateful Wednesday evening. And now we have pretty much no sports whatsoever outside of a handful of international stuff that's going on and that's for an indefinite period. Uh, we don't know when it's coming back. There's a lot of uncertainty obviously right now and this is something that's never happened before as the world deals with uh, with this coronavirus and the COVID-19 situation has hit me pretty hard personally. Tomorrow was supposed to be uh supposed to be flying to Vegas for my bachelor party on final 4 weekend, my favorite weekend of the entire year but That, unfortunately, had to be canceled for obvious reasons, and now my fiancé and I are likely going to have to postpone our wedding that's scheduled for this June uh, as well, which really sucks. Dealing with vendors and stuff on on that end has been nothing short of a nightmare, but the thing that probably killed me the most is all those countless hours I spent each week preparing for Conference Tournament Week and for March Madness that all became a sunk cost on my end uh, pretty quickly the moment that the NCAA announced the cancellation of the Big Dance. ripped a piece of my soul out that I'll never get back. And and I'll be honest, it was pretty tough to deal with all that when it was all going down. But on top of all that, too, of course, I had Hideki Matsuyama every which way in the Players' Championship three weeks ago. I think I wasn't alone there uh, to win outright top 10, top 5 in matchups. And he, of course, tied the course record at TPC Sawgrass in the opening round. He's two strokes up, I believe, uh, before they canceled that tournament. So another bad beat right there. But there's plenty of them out there for sure. I mean, that, that's not a, you know, anywhere near as bad as some of the stuff I've heard about. I mean, especially if you're holding like a, you know, if you see some wind totals that, uh, that should have cashed already, you got to know your jurisdiction on whether or not um, you're going to get paid on those. I'll dive into that in a little bit. But um, I know this is affecting you as well, everybody. So I don't want to try and pretend that this entire coronavirus situation is hitting me more than others, because that's just simply not true. And in times like this, I think, It's important more than ever to kind of recalibrate our expectations. Realize how fortunate we are for the things that we do take for granted, and uh, like our day-to-day health and our safety. It just sucks. There's no other way to explain it. It just sucks right now. But like I said, the world has bigger fish to fry right now. We're all going to get through this, and we're all going to come out even better once the dust settles. I'm very confident of that. But the Doggy Juice Pod is all about finding value in the betting markets and. Even with no, uh, with virtually no sports going on around the globe right now, there's always stuff to talk about in the sports betting world. So in this episode, I'm going to jump into some quick hitters. I'm going to talk about where we can look to make some money during all of this. I'm going to spare all of you with my personal takes on COVID-19, although I implore all of you to be very careful where you're getting your information from right now. There's a lot of people out there, especially on social media, that are loving to play amateur doctor and amateur lawyer and amateur statistician uh but there's a, a ton of bs out there and, and since i'm an attorney i can only really call out the bullshit i see on the legal end but there's a lot of it out there i mean there's a lot of constitutional rights that we have that a lot of people are apparently not aware of but i can only imagine how much mis- misinformation's out there uh, that's spreading on the health side of things if you know on the legal side of things if people are saying some of the shit that they're saying so be sure that where you're getting your information from Uh, It was from a reputable source, just like any other info you get for anything else. But for purposes of this podcast, we're just going to assume that sports as we know it are not coming back for months. And even when they do, hopefully later on this year, those sports are probably going to be coming back uh, looking differently than we're used to seeing, almost assuredly without fans once they start back up. So uh, obviously the situation is fluid. Things continue to change. Day by day, but we're all going to operate under the assumption here that we're not going to see sports for the next few months uh, to bet on. And obviously these are unprecedented times. Sports are going to look different when they do return. And as such, our handicapping process that we've gotten used to over the past few years can pretty much be thrown out the window. A lot of the preparation that you do for any before any season, this is going to be a lot different now moving forward. And what was once useful may not be so useful anymore, especially... You know, we might even see like a, a tectonic shift on the very sports landscape from now on moving forward, You know, whether it be how the schedules play out, how teams prepare for the season, how the fans are allowed to interact with the games themselves. But the good news for us is that this will almost assuredly bring in plenty of betting edges for us to exploit in the marketplace once the games do start back up. Those who are willing to adapt to roll up their sleeves and do the work probably be in a spot Where they can take advantage of these unusual times. Uh, I mean, it's just like change is constant in everything we do, anyway, so including sports betting, especially sports betting, and those who are willing to adapt and adjust on the fly are the ones who are usually the most successful. All right, so let's jump into some quick hitters. So, when are sports coming back for us to bet on? There's a ton of speculation out there but when it comes down to it these tv contracts for all these sports are just too damn big for these different leagues to not try to figure something out especially by the end of the summer and obviously we can all we can do is speculate and go off what we're hearing you know from reputable sources obviously but i'm personally pretty confident that we're going to see sports return in some form or another by mid to late summer in empty stadiums and you could actually even bet on this stuff, like when sports are coming back and when certain leagues are coming back. And the last time I checked the odds, it seemed like the market was pretty much set at over under early July, uh, the same Jews on both sides, at least, you know, for some of the major U.S. sports to return, like the NBA, NHL, and for Major League Baseball to kick off its 2020 season. Like I said, there's plenty of rumors um, out there, and there are rumors across the pond that the Premier League may end up doing like an Olympic community type of setup where players and coaches are isolating in, in camps and, and they reel off a bunch of games in a row in the same location. Um, it's kind of difficult to you know imagine that working you know, all it takes is one coronavirus um, confirmed case in that instance to kind of ruin all of that. So there's a lot of logistics that would have to get ironed out, but that's what I'm hearing, and I'm sure Liverpool fans out there are clamoring for something like that, but... It'll be really surprising, I think, in my opinion, if we don't have something in three to four months from now. It just remains to be seen if these sports are gonna finish up their 2019, 2020 seasons before they move into the next season. And it looks like they're they're really keen to do that, especially the NBA and EPL and you know some of the major professional leagues. Obviously, college is a completely different story. Those are canceled all altogether outright. But it's just all we can do is speculate, and just because there's there's too much money on the table in terms of the NBA. The 70 game marker is pretty key and something to consider. I think they've played; most teams have played somewhere like 65 games right now, so they're like right under that 70 game marker. But regional TV networks have contracts that call for a minimum of 70 games for their local teams to be played, so it's going to be fascinating to see how that works out too. But finishing up the regular season looks like a bit of a pipe dream for the NBA right now. Um, even getting to that marker that 70 games could be tough. Although I know NBA execs are still hoping for that one site playoff and a few more regular season games. So hold on to your regular season win total wagers and other future tickets. Um, I, I know that it varies book by book, and you always have to read the language in the particular book that you're betting at for those futures. But regulated sports books, obviously, uh, state by state, they have regulations in place. For this type of language. And I know New Jersey was directed to go ahead and pay out season win totals and you know, bets of that nature that have mathematically won. So if you have a team that's for sure, you know, like the Oklahoma City Thunder, that's for sure going over their win total, or a team like the Golden State Warriors, who are for sure going under their win total, uh, New Jersey sites were directed to pay those out. It's a different story in Nevada. They require all 82 games to be played. So you should have a look if you've already won one of those wagers, unfortunately, but obviously you still get your refund uh, if they don't finish up the season, which is looking probable for all 82 games not to get played now. But um, yeah, that's so definitely look at the book that you're betting at. They all vary in terms of what they're doing, but definitely hold on to your tickets as we continue to wait for this. But the good news for us is that we have a few things coming up even sooner then these sports might come back where we should be able to find some edges in the marketplace. And luckily for the sports fans out here, you know, there's more that we can look at besides Russian table tennis and, and uh, Nicaraguan soccer. But for starters, I just want to start this off by saying something I'm really excited about. Yesterday, ESPN announced that The Last Dance premieres Sunday, April 19th. And I'm personally very ecstatic about that. It just made too much sense to move up the premiere from June to April. That's the documentary on. On the Jordan '90s Bulls team, I think the la- the latter uh, t- like run of three consecutive titles, which I grew up just worshiping that team. I mean, I'm just so glad they're doing that because guys like me, who grew up worshiping Michael Jordan, you know, here in the Chicago area, they can relive the greatest time of their lives when you know, amid all this bullshit that's happening in the world right now. So, I'm really looking forward to that. And when I say I was obsessed with those '90s Bulls teams, I am not kidding you. I even ran a marathon in a Dennis Rodman jersey once. So very, very passionate about that team. Uh, That's going to be awesome once that 10-part series airs. But the night before that airs, we're supposed to have UFC 249 on April or Sorry, April 18th. But that looks like it's in big danger, even though Dana White said he'd hold it on the moon if he had to. It's a little more complicated now, obviously, because uh, Khabib and Tony Ferguson is the main event for that one. That one's in peril right now because they don't even know where that fight's going to be. You're hearing a lot of different reports on where they're going to do it. I guess they're going to do it in Abu Dhabi. And Khabib was, was training in California. Then he moved to Abu Dhabi because he wanted to train there. And then Abu Dhabi didn't let him in because they're um, on lockdown. So then he just went back to Russia. Now Russia's not letting him leave. And, and even if he can leave, it's just a question of where they can even go. So that fight's very much in peril. But I think we're at least going to get some fights at UFC 249. At least it seems that uh, Dana White and UFC are, are gung-ho about getting that done. It's just going to be interesting to see where... Um, But even if that doesn't happen, we will have the NFL draft at the end of April, April 23rd to 25th to be exact, in Las Vegas. And that will get a shit ton of betting handle. That it's a lock and that it's quickly approaching. There should be plenty of market opportunities there. So I will be looking at some NFL draft props in some upcoming episodes here as we turn the calendar to April. And then we also have a potential Tiger versus Phil rematch in the golf world. Phil tweeted, that they are working on it, quote-unquote. And I think, I mean, we can all agree that it would make too much sense to do this uh, rematch on on the golf tournament between Phil and and Tiger, or sorry, a a heads-up match between those two guys. Golf should come back sooner. It just makes sense. It's not a contact sport. The golfers can keep their distance from each other. I know there's more at play with the caddies and touching the balls and all that stuff, but um, you just have to figure that they can get this done and the betting handle for that will also be massive. I don't get why they're trying to throw... Tom Brady and Peyton Manning in there, apparently, but um, but that's just something that would make too much sense to do, so be on the lookout for maybe uh, that coming back. And speaking of golf, the Masters has obviously been postponed, but I'm hearing that they're taking a hard look at November to reschedule, it, October, November, so we haven't officially lost the Masters this year yet, although it's you know just like all the other major golf tournaments that's in peril. I know the, that Wimbledon and tennis canceled yesterday, so uh, some of these big events that we see every year are getting postponed or are canceled outright. The Olympics, obviously, were postponed to next year in Japan as well. But this is setting up to be a, potentially, a late summer, early fall where we are bombarded with sports around the clock. It's going to be fucking awesome if that does happen. We'll welcome it with open arms after this long layoff. And for our purposes as betters, that type of unprecedented time will undoubtedly bring plenty of edges for us to exploit and make money in in the markets. I I don't doubt it, especially with all the stuff going on in the, you know, the Kentucky Derby is supposed to be going on September 5th, I believe was the rescheduled date. So there's just a lot more for the odds makers to manage, you know, in terms of their offerings on the betting board, but also just an unprecedented time where we can have sports just left and right everywhere and in a, a different scenario than we've ever encountered. So should bring some betting opportunities for us. We just have to figure out how to make money off of this outlier year and probably, an outlier year next year as well, uh, with just the ripple effect of this coronavirus. Maybe, who knows, it could even come back in the cold weather. There's a lot of speculation, but um, it's just a unique situation, and uh, this could impact things for years to come. Some sports like the NBA likely won't even start on time next year, and, and 2021, those seasons should be impacted as well. And like I said, who knows, this could end up being a tectonic shift on the entire sports landscape where we just see the schedules change completely. Uh, moving forward, I know the NFL. This had nothing to do with coronavirus, but they already announced, uh, I believe, today, earlier today, the NFL. Maybe it was yesterday that uh, that they are expanding the playoffs to to 14 teams from 12 starting this year. So that's not coronavirus related, but we already you know we're seeing some changes out there in the the schedule for upcoming sports. Washington became the 21st state to officially legalize sports betting. The bill is a very bad one, ladies and gentlemen. It only allows sports betting at tribal casinos, and mobile betting is only allowed on-premises at those tribal casinos. So I don't know what the hell is in the air over there in the Pacific Northwest, but the sports betting bills in Washington and Oregon are the worst of any states in the nation by far, and it's not even close. The coronavirus is obviously going to be hampering other states' attempts to legalize moving forward because I think this year we've got even more states uh, looking to legalize, and I know some are really looking at it, but obviously this coronavirus thing just slowing everything down. So it remains to be seen what states will be joining Washington, but Washington was the first state to legalize here in the new year. One of the biggest stories that happened since the world's been shut down by COVID-19 is the news that Tom Brady has left the Patriots and has signed with the Tampa Bay Bucks. obviously, unless you've been living under a rock. You're aware of this. This already went down. But if you've listened to the Dogged Juice pod in the past year, you are well aware that I've been very high on the Bucks. I gave out their season win total over last year, and that cashed. And I was actually pretty frustrated when this move went down a couple of weeks ago because it effectively made my primary buy-on team in the Bucks, for next season a very public team. Uh, not only did the Bucks' defense improve drastically as last season progressed, I think their run defense was one of the best in the league, but they... They're also a team that's ripe for regression, um, in their favor. I mean, they lost so many one score games. It's going to be year two for them under coach Bruce Arians, who, in my opinion, is one of the best coaches in the game. They were loaded with talent in the skill positions, obviously, to begin with, with with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, um, Cameron Brate. They They have plenty of talent there, um, in, in the wideout position and, um, this team, I mean there's like literally poised to make a huge jump, like a 49 niners esque jump next year. They're just loaded with talent and they've already learned Arian System, obviously last year. It was kinda of like their their learning curve year. But they're also in a division where Carolina's going through a rebuild. They're expected to be a bottom feeder this year. The Saints are obviously expected to be the class of the division. If you're, you know, at a certain price, I'll still take the Saints obviously to still think the Saints are the most likely team to win that division. But Breeze is one year older and The Saints have been so good the past few years. I think they're, you know, Arrow's going to start pointing down on that team eventually. And I think there's going to be a massive fall uh, when Drew Brees, you know know how that goes. When guys hit north of 40, the fall is massive. See Peyton Manning. Uh, But Brady's going to bring in, and also the Falcons too. They're in that division. The Falcons are a a solid team, but that could be a sinking ship as well. So I think there's opportunity within the the division anyway for the Bucs. And, Brady's going to bring that veteran presence. He's going to take care of the ball. I'm not sure how much he really fits in with Arian's schemes. That's kind of the big issue. We're going to hear more about that is, you know, if training camps even happen, but, um, you know, later on before the year starts, before the season starts, if it does start on time. um, It just seems that Brady's going to be a tough fit because he really doesn't. I mean, so Arian's scheme on offense caters more to quarterbacks who drop back more could throw the deep ball, and are willing to take a hit. And especially with a poor offensive line, that would really worry me as well. But Brady's just not that guy. You know, he's a quick step back, throw a quick pass type of guy. So I'm just not sure how much he really fits in with that scheme. And on paper, it's, it's, it's an upgrade for sure over Jameis Winston. Everyone forgets Jameis Winston led the league last year in passing yards. He's number one. Cashed a 15-to-1 ticket on that, actually. But um, I've, been, I've been pretty high on this team. Obviously, the offensive line worries are still there, although I do expect them to address that uh, this summer. But, just been very high on them relative to the marketplace, and now probably won't be able to play them, unfortunately, against the spread very often this year. We'll see. But, luckily on my end, I was able, once it became more clear that there was a very real chance that Brady would go to the Bucks and, it was, and uh, he was going to be leaving the Patriots, I was able to get down um, on some Bucks futures myself. So I'm sitting on them to win the Super Bowl at 50-1, to to win the NFC at 20-1, to to win the NFC South at uh, plus 775 so almost eight to one and a big bet on their season win total over eight so I'll be a bucks fan this year for sure um, just as a whole which maybe not on a week by week basis against the spread but I still have that same optimism and it's just the markets have obviously moved accordingly since Brady made the move and they've over you know they've they've overreacted for sure there's no value at all on the bucks now I've even seen like 12 to one on them to win the Super Bowl now or 15 to one um like six to one to win the nfc th- around three to one to win their division and the season win total has been bet up to nine and a half so the numbers are probably where, around where they should be now so there's no value in taking this stuff but we'll see if things start out slow uh, for that team this year it's gonna be interesting to see how obviously they assimilate themselves with brady but i just can't get over the fact that tom brady's last pass as a patriot was a pick six i've said that since he left michael jordan would have never done that just saying but um There's some crazy betting notes on Tom Brady that I'd be remiss if I didn't mention on this podcast just to give him respect over what the hell he's done with with Belichick the past two decades. It's nuts. But so for starters, this is going to blow your mind. The Patriots under Brady and Belichick over the past two decades, they covered the spread 58% of the time. So if you go back in time 20 years, just tell yourself, don't bet on sports. But at the start of every season, just blindly bet on the Patriots and do nothing else. You'd be a very... Very rich man today. Uh, 189 and 120. So let me say this again. There are 189 wins against the spread, 128 losses against the spread and seven pushes, even though there's always a point spread tax on them for like 15 to 16 years. It's just nuts. And Brady, in fact, he has been favored by an average of 5.8 points per game over his career. They didn't have a single losing season against the spread since 2002 which is crazy, almost as crazy as the 17 division titles, the 6 Super Bowls and 9 Super Bowl appearances, pretty much in the AFC title game every damn year. Uh, just got to give respect to that type of excellence. We're not going to see that ever again, especially in the NFL. Per Doug Kazarian of ESPN, the Patriots were 42-19 and against the spread when coming off a straight-up loss in the regular season. That's a 69% cover rate. And interestingly, though, I was doing a little more... Um, research on this a couple weeks ago, but the last 10 years, the Patriots were number 2 against the spread. Actually, not number 1, which is pretty surprising. They were 92-68-5 against the spread. That's 58% over the last 10 years. So who was number 1? The Packers. The Packers the uh, past 10 years, 74-49-2 against the spread. That's 62% uh, since 2010. It makes sense with Aaron Rodgers, probably the you know, the best quarterback of that decade. Um, you, know, you know, Brady, obviously, better career overall. But, you know, you can you can argue all that shit. It doesn't matter. But obviously it makes sense with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, the Packers having the number one ATS record in the past decade. Uh, but just got to give props, man. I mean, we'll never see something like that again. It's going to be interesting. Obviously, everyone's going to be paying attention to see how Brady does in relation to Belichick after he left, now that Brady's not with the Patriots anymore. And you can bet on this. One of my favorite props is who will win more games this year, Brady or Belichick. I think it's a great prop for books to offer. It's being priced at almost legitimately 50 to 50 the last time I checked. And then you look at the season win total uh, numbers for both uh, the Patriots and the Bucks. it's almost dead even. So uh, pretty interesting. Obviously there was a drop on um, the outlook for the Patriots after Brady left and simultaneous rise on the Bucs makes sense because Jared Stidham is the guy right now who's slated to fill in for Brady as the Patriots quarterback but uh, we remember what happened the last time Patriots didn't have Brady for a whole year I think they went 11-5 and uh, with Matt Castle so um, we'll see what Belichick can do if he wins a Super Bowl this year without Brady somehow uh, oh my god <laughs> but we gotta see it's just gonna be interesting and I think that uh, it's gonna be a fascinating watch to see how the Bucs do uh, with Tom Brady the college football season is very much in peril, even though we're still sitting at the end of March. I've heard different rumors about um, about July and August like moving up uh, while we're in the summer months and trying to play a few games in July and August, but uh, that doesn't make much sense either because the teams are so big and you know if some guys are testing positive for coronavirus. I mean how do you deal with that? I'm also hearing that they're looking at a shortened season with only conference games. Likely no fans at all for any of these games regardless, unless some crazy shit goes down and things get a lot better unexpectedly. But, you know, it's difficult to postulate on what we think the landscape will look like in three to four months, especially with changes in weather, the potential for the coronavirus to mutate, but spring practices have been canceled. There's obviously a lack of summer classes and and summer opportunities for these players and a potential shortened season. That means less time, obviously, to prepare for the upcoming season. So, as betters, you know, isn't it's a rocket scientist uh, doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure this out. But we should be looking for established quarterbacks, you know, teams with more upperclassmen uh, this year. Once the season starts, especially with the less less preparation time, so a team like Clemson, you know, they're ready to go. They have Trevor Lawrence, the same quarterback, the same system. Yeah, they have a few new starters, but a lot of them already had playing time last year a team like that knows exactly you know they could just pick up right where they left off with minimal uh, damage you know the lack of prep time but on the flip side teams with new coaches new systems those are the ones we should obviously be looking to avoid because they don't have the spring and even the summer to to get their shit together and get the players to learn their system and assimilate together so really this year you know, and, and if the market does overreact to this you know it, obviously you have to make sure if it's priced in or not and that's the difficulty Uh, Because marketplace isn't stupid, but but in general, I think that's obviously something you're going to want to avoid, is betting on teams that have no consistency, especially year-over-year, and obviously a lot of younger players as well. (laughs) Of course, in theory, a lot of us have a lot of extra time right now, and this is the perfect opportunity to get ahead of the game and prepare for when sports do come back. That could be research for upcoming seasons. It can also be as simple as becoming a better, better yourself. And and besides listening to old Doggy Juice Pod episodes, obviously, I highly recommend checking out the book, The Logic of Sports Betting. It's a recent book. I've plugged it here on the podcast in the past. It's really well written and really uh, dives into a lot of topics ranging from, you know, more basic ones to more advanced topics. But highly recommend uh, checking that out. And another thing... Is uh, Captain Jack Andrews his webinars? I don't know if any of you follow him on Twitter at CapJack2000 on Twitter, but he started doing webinars uh, a couple weeks ago. He's done two of them now, the past two Fridays, and those have been awesome. They they dive into sports betting topics, just like the first one was just about like what to do you know, with all this time off right now. Um, but it's it's really interesting if you're you know obsessed with the sports betting space like I am, and and you just want to hear some ideas and um, Just hear his insight because he's very, very knowledgeable about just sports betting in general. I think I highly recommend checking out those webinars. Uh, You can find him on YouTube, uh, and obviously you can search for him on Twitter. (coughs) All right, that is going to do it for this episode of the Doggy Juice Pod. I'll be back next week with more, and I'll be going weekly again moving forward as we navigate this coronavirus together as one big fam. We got this, baby. If you're offshore and happen to have a bet online account, you can find the Steelers to win the AFC North at five to one odds as their odds booster today only. So I highly recommend taking a piece of that. I'll I'll go on my pro Steelers stuff on future podcasts as the NFL season gets you know gets a little closer. But they're definitely a buy on team for me right now based off how the market is perceiving them. And five to one to win their division is much better than the three to one and plus three fifty that the market markets uh offering right now, which I still think has value on its own. Uh, I also recommend looking at the Steelers over uh, nine wins in their season win total. Usually it's not advantageous to tie up money for this long, but given the way the financial markets have been going lately, there are definitely worse things I think that you can do than having some of your cash sitting on a plus EV bet for the next nine months or so. So as always, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DoggyJuice. Juice. And while sports has indeed come to a screeching halt, check out Bet Chicago and Bet Indiana News for up-to-date sports betting information as things develop. Take care out there, everyone. Keep your distance. Stay healthy and safe. And I'll be back with more next week. Doggy Juice out. <laughs>